passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the PowerCat postgame podcast sponsored by Caddy Shack Golf. What if I told you K-State was going to struggle offensively in the first half against Kansas and leave the door open to KU to maybe make this game competitive? Well, I didn't tell you that, and they were not very good offensively. And yet, K-State still won 55-14, leading 34-7 at half. Tim Fitzgerald, Brian Hanley, your GoPowerCat.com crew for this post-game podcast. And Brian, you know, it just comes down to this. There's three sides to the ball, and apparently Kansas doesn't work on special teams nearly enough and k-state cashed in special teams as emphatically as i remember since ron prince won at texas and i didn't think bringing up ron prince would be one of the first things i did in this podcast (laughs) but that was a dominant dominant special teams performance philip brooks with two touchdowns on the day on returns averaged almost 50 yards a return on his four returns and he and that punt return unit completely changed this game in K-State's favor, and it turned into a blowout in the second half when the offense really got rolling. What a game by Phillip Brooks. Yeah, I mean, it was outstanding. I mean, that whole punt return special teams unit was outstanding. I mean, especially on the first return. That first touchdown, I mean, it was just blocked to perfection. And it was almost like... To the KU guys were just like, okay, he's running to the left. We're not going to run over there. Somebody will be over there to stop him. And there was nobody over, nobody giving effort, but it was, I, I shouldn't say nobody giving effort. It was blocked perfectly. I mean, just K-State just had a heck of a day on special teams. That's, I mean, we're going to get special teams like that. I mean, we've gotten outstanding special teams all year. This was better. Oh. And if we're going to do that, I mean... My goodness. I mean, I mean, there's no, I mean, you can't beat teams if they're going to play special teams like that. I mean, who's going to beat you if you're going to continue to do this? So, you know, one game, I understand that, but that is just a great effort by special teams by K-State. Great effort. Phillip Brooks takes David Allen out of the record book, at least for uh, most punt return yardage in a game or whatever that record was. Uh, and a lot of young fans may not realize this, but David Allen might just be the greatest return specialist in modern college football. He wasn't just good at K-State. He was good 
as anyone in all of college football, and Phillip Brooks just eclipsed him in one category, and that tells you everything you need to know about how good he was. Yeah, yeah, that was outstanding. I mean, I played with David, and what he did, you're exactly right, Tim. He wasn't just the best that K-State has ever seen. David Allen may be the best ever. I mean, as a punt returner. a lot. I mean, that's saying a lot, too. And it's absolutely the truth because there were plenty of times that David would get returns where there was nothing blocked. He'd make a couple guys miss, and then off we go to the races. So to be able to take him out of the record books for uh, return yards in a game is saying a heck of a lot about the whole unit. I mean, the returner gets all the glory, but it's the whole unit because that whole special teams is all effort. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, punt returns and punt blocks and, and kick return, all that stuff, it's all effort. It's all guys just giving effort. So all those guys need to be commended. It, it was remarkable. That unit was absolutely incredible on the day. And then the coverage unit hopped on a muffed punt. Also, I mean, basically special teams set up 24 of the 55 points. It was that good. All day long, it was pretty amazing to watch. But Kansas State's defense got enough done against the Jayhawks. The offense awoke and scored three touchdowns on its first three possessions of the second half. Will Howard ends the day with pretty good numbers all around. This is a great performance to give this team confidence and momentum heading off to West Virginia next Saturday in Morgantown, which – is they're all looking huge at this point for Kansas State as the Wildcats are now 4-0 in conference play. Yeah, and I can't wait. The K-State, you know, what's coming up. It's just going to be it's just going to be exciting to see this team continue to move forward because they're getting better every week and that's all we ask. That's all we ask is for them to get better each and every week. And if they're going to continue to do this and play this way and play this hard, we're going to have a very good season. We're going to have a very good season. I'm really, really excited. Wow, this team just keeps getting better, don't they, Brian? I mean, they do. I thought this was season was just going to be a, a washout after that Arkansas State game and the amount of progress they're making. And I, I don't want to put too much into beating on Kansas like it they're an old drum because that happens regularly in this series. But the way that K-State did this covered up the offense as it is trying to find its footing with Will Howard at quarterback. Um, again, it was other elements of this team more so than offense that led them to victory. It was probably defense at TCU and now special teams against Kansas. And finally, we saw Will Howard kind of settle in at quarterback. What did you think of the true freshman's play behind center? I thought it was it was shaky at first. Um, he didn't get help. Again, wide receiver, you can't be dropping touchdown passes. Um, he didn't get a whole lot of help, but the offense as a whole didn't play great early. But as they settled in, and kind of what you mentioned the other day is would they leave the guys in to play after the game was decided? Well, they left them in a little longer because they didn't get as many snaps. I mean, you still got to get your snaps. I could see if the offense had been going up and down the field and, you know, we built the huge lead through offense, but that wasn't the case. 
you know, it was, you know, two special teams touchdowns, a defensive touchdown. So the offense didn't get the reps that they needed to get. And I thought they did a really good job. I thought he did a great job once he got settled in. I thought it was just fine. I think, I think we've got something here, Tim. I know he's a freshman and he's still going to go have some freshman woes and, and go through some of that. But I think we've got something here. I, I, just, I just, I don't want us to put the hamstrings on the guy because he's a freshman. He's going to make some bad throws. He's going to make some bad plays. But, you know, uh, seniors make bad throws. Seniors make bad plays. So I think we've got something that we just need to be excited about. I, I think we've got something here. Yep, I would agree. We are sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. That is Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com for all of your officially licensed golfing Willie apparel, accessories, and more. Use code GPC for free shipping on your next order. I, I agree. You know, getting back to your point there about when would Will Howard be taken out of the game if K-State built a lead, I don't think I ever had in my mind the scenario that K-State would lead 34-7 to at halftime and the offense was so uh, ineffective for most of that first half that they yeah. needed to leave Will Howard in for a good chunk of that third quarter just to let him settle in and have some success at quarterback. But that's exactly what happened. And before you knew it, it was 55 points for K-State. Uh, again, Deuce Vaughn, man, he ran it. He caught it. He was significant. The, it amazes me that we're talking about a K-State victory. I don't care if it's KU, TCU, or against Oklahoma. And we're talking about a true freshman quarterback and a true freshman running back, and this team is leading the Big 12 at 4-0. Absolutely incredible, Brian. Yeah, I, I mean, the guys played well again. You know, I just – Every phase. What's really surprised me, Tim, is the defense. The defense has come to play. Now I, I know this is KU today, but and but that's and that's fine. But the defense has gotten so much better from week one to today. I mean, I, I know we keep saying it. It's night and day. It's 180 degrees. But all those things apply. I mean, it, it's you know, if we have to be honest, it's those things apply. They were so bad that first week, and now they're playing so well. And I know the meat of the schedule is coming up. And you say, the meat of the schedule, we played OU. Well, I don't know how good OU really is, uh, but maybe they are really good. Doesn't matter. K-State beat them. And we've got, but there's still some other teams that are coming up that are down the road. And it's going to be exciting because I believe K-State's offense and defense and special teams are going to match up with everybody that they play extremely well. We just have to play sound. got to play discipline. I go, but it's it's going to be exciting to see. We're not going to be outmatched in any of these games. Like I thought, eh, maybe we'll be outmatched this year. And last year, eh, you know what? I thought maybe we got outmatched. I don't believe that's the case this year. And that's what K-State fans have always wanted. Get us to the middle of the season, deep in the season, and just give us a chance. And that's what we've got to We've got a chance. You know, Brian, I was struck by the post-game Zoom press conference in which the two freshmen were called in out of the four players, and the other two players were Justin Gardner, a cornerback who had a great interception for a pick-six touchdown today, uh, a junior college transfer, the, those things that KU doesn't want to take anymore, and Phillip Brooks, who uh, was absolutely incredible on special teams, and he was 
preferred walk-on when he arrived at K-State. And I think that sums up K-State this year. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, put it all in the stew, and and it's coming out to be a pretty good uh, product for Chris Kleiman and company. But you mentioned that defense. I got to tell you, uh, they weren't as sharp today as I expected them to be. But, boy, you can tell that they are really, really well coached. And maybe that Gardner interception underscored that. He stayed at home. He saw the lineman pulling, and he just read that play perfectly, jumped it, and got the easy touchdown. And I mean, it's just smart defense. And that's just what you said. Just so well coached. Because you learn as a kid, okay, the play is going away. You're not going to make that play. If you're a backside corner. Your job is to pursue. But you also, hey, what's this lineman doing pulling out my way? And then, you, I mean, that's all film study and all coaching. A lineman pulling out your way when somebody's rolling the opposite direction, something's coming back this way. I mean, you know, you, you smell it out. And he was right where he needed to be. It's just the coaching is just outstanding. And guys buying in and understanding where they need to be. It's just... It, it's it's just so good to see. It's so good to see these guys do that because, again, it, it, the defense, at least in my opinion, I didn't say I thought the defense was going to be a struggle this year. And it has absolutely been a strong point, and I'm very excited to see it. Um, you know, guys fighting, guys giving the effort that you need, competing, weekend, snap in. Not just weekend, snap after snap, guys competing. They're rolling in new defensive lines, you know, that, and that's a part of it is having a little bit of depth, a little bit of depth where guys can roll in and roll out and that sort of thing. You know, that helps on a defense. So it's just, it's been really good to see and the coaching again. I'm going to give when the coaching's bad, I'll tell you when the coaching's great, I'll tell you the coaching has been outstanding. Coaching has been outstanding. It really has been. It's been impressive, impressive to watch Kansas state progress this year, but you just mentioned it there. They are rolling guys in and out on defense. I haven't really looked at the participation chart, but once they got in the fourth quarter, they really were able to give some of the guys that have spent a lot of time practicing and not enough time playing. They got them on the field. I don't know how many guys K-State was able to play on the defensive side, but that is where this team is right now. They are developing incredible depth and experience. And as guys have to come and go in this strange COVID-19 season, someone's there to step up and play. Uh, and it's a really, really fun formula to watch them. Because I don't ever feel like, oh, they put that guy in, there's going to be problems. Uh, I always feel like when they put someone in on defense, they're ready to play. And, you know, Brian, they are. It's really, really impressive how these kids are taking care of their business and being, uh, you know, honoring their opportunity to play by playing some really good football absolutely absolutely i mean and that's what you need on defense you've got to be able to roll in defensive alignment you just have to be able excuse me but have to be able to do that to compete and they're able to do that you know it's things that haven't we haven't really been able to do you know the last four or five years they've been able to do that this year and it's showing up and guys are coming in they're playing extremely hard when they get in there, which is, again, what you want. Get in, five, six plays, come right back out, get a rest, go back in. I mean, it's just – it's real good to see. And it's good the coaching, again, at this level for what they're trying to do, what they're trying to put together. The coaching has been outstanding. Uh, but guys doing their job, um, 
you know, staying healthy for the most part, uh, off the field health, things that they can try to control. I mean, with this COVID stuff, I mean, who, who knows if you can actually control it on your own? I mean, you could do the, the right things, but who knows? So they're doing okay. I mean, uh, I think the guys are playing well as far as that's concerned, that off the field stuff. I think they're doing okay. Uh, just keep got to just keep focused on it. Just got to keep focused because yeah. it, it. I mean, I've seen it bite teams, and we've all seen it. It's come and bit some teams. We don't need that. We just don't need that. Absolutely, off to West Virginia next weekend, and a game that is very intriguing to me because I think West Virginia is a pretty good team. They they've lost some close games. Uh, as we record this, they're just beginning or getting close to their game uh, in Lubbock. I, this is another opportunity for K-State to go get a third road win in conference play, which would be absolutely incredible, and then come home and uh, face Oklahoma State in what could be a huge game as I'm watching the the Cowboys and Cyclones go at it in Stillwater right now. That's a pretty good football team. But I'm not going to put any limits on K-State anymore this season because nope. they, if they keep getting better, they're going to be uh, – playing for a Big 12 championship in that title game, and we'll see if they can continue to progress. But it's incredible. I mean, this is the kind of opportunity that a program loves to have to make that breakthrough, to climb that ladder, to put your foot on the shoulder of an Oklahoma and a Texas and say, we're climbing over you this season, and we don't plan on going south again. Um, Chris Kleiman is really – when they hired him, I like the hire – I was in a minority of that. Uh, I, I thought it was a good hire. I thought it was a good fit. But never did I imagine that he'd win eight games in season one and then turn around and after that horrible first game, have his team in this position. It is masterful what he's doing yep. in Manhattan, Kansas. Yep, absolutely. Got to give him all the credit because, again, didn't think that the team, didn't think that the the, the roster was going to be able to win eight games last year. You know, regardless of coaching, I just didn't believe we had the roster to win eight games. Well, it turned out that we did. And then if you look at some of those, we probably gave away two games that we should have won. Yep. So, and then coming into this year, after looking at what happened this year at the first game, and to get the guys' minds back around, because losing like that isn't just, hey, we lost the game. It's the mental aspect of losing to a team when you're teaching kids, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 year old kids of losing a game that you should have won. And the way that you lost it to be able to get those guys mentally back under control speaks to nothing but outstanding coaching because now, one thing is you lost the game. I mean, that's an easy way to, to teach kids. It's better to teach off of a loss than, than a win. Having said that, to be able to get them back and to get them playing this well, this quickly, uh, is all coaching. Hey, got it. I mean, you just got to tip your hat to them and just hope it, keep, it continues. Yeah, it's been a fun ride so far in 2020. Yeah, that first weekend wasn't so fun. But uh, <laughs> they, they have uh, righted their ship and uh, – Boy, you just wonder now if K-State had some more preparation time, if uh, that Arkansas State game was would have even been competitive. But you can't roll back time. you got to live with it. We'll see what those consequences add up to as the season progresses. But I'm telling you what, Brian, this team is on a very, very uh, fortunate track right now after the way they started. And to get past Oklahoma Tech, win at TCU, 
And honestly, I thought they'd win this game. I thought they would beat Kansas fairly handily by three or four touchdowns. But the way they did it, the emphatic nature of um, finding almost a new way to humiliate Kansas was rather incredible to see because that <laughs> when you got that happening to you in the first half, two touchdowns like that from a punt returner, that's humiliating, man. That's just yeah. that's just awful. Yeah, it's humiliating. It's it just shows you the difference in the programs too, Tim. It shows you the level of where K State is and where KU is. And I'm not here to thump in my chest saying that K State is, their program is at the top of anything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is K-State is a proud program, a program with pride that understands this is how we do things. This is what we're going to do. This We're going to continue to play hard and fight hard, and we're going to build and build and build. And KU is just not that. KU, and, and that just goes to show it. And I'm glad the guys did it. You know, and, and maybe this is me being harsh, but you know what, KU, it is what it is. <clears throat> You'd be better. Be better and to, just to go out and demoralize them and to let them know hey you guys are not close you know i know you got a new coach you got a new fancy coach who's coming up with a new fancy plan and all this i don't care what you're doing you guys are now your program is not close to us so understand that deal with it and this is how you deal with it by getting punished and that's just the way it has to be yep it is indeed his name's Brian Hanley, former Kansas State offensive lineman, 97-98. And I am Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of GoPowerCat.com. And this is the PowerCat postgame podcast brought to you by Caddyshack Golf. And as we go to break here, I asked true freshman quarterback Will Howard a simple question. When I say Phillip Brooks, you say what? And here was his answer. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, Having a guy like that make plays like that, I mean, that makes my job easy. I mean, like I said, we in, in our offense didn't, you know, produce a lot of points in that first half. But hey, you know, pick six and two punt returns—that that's big time. That that you know definitely gives the team a lot of energy. And shoot, I mean, uh, he played amazing. The guys around him, you know, made some key blocks. Brock Monty made a couple of key blocks for him. Um, and, you know, he, he did what he does, and he's an incredible athlete and incredible player, and um, he, he, he made some plays out there today, and it was fun to watch. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up.
sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. We now send it back to the PowerCat Podcast. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast, sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. For K-Staters, by K-Staters, jackets, hats, polos, t-shirts, golf accessories. Caddyshack Golf Wear. Caddy with two T's. Visit caddyshackgolf.com and use the code GPC for free shipping on your next order. Tim Fitzgerald and the former offensive lineman Brian Hanley breaking down K-State's 55-14 victory over rival Kansas in the 12th straight victory by Kansas State in the Sunflower Showdown, a new record. Uh, they It had been tied with 11 with K-State, and Bill Snyder did it earlier, and then he had it going again, and Chris Clemens picked it up with a couple more wins. 12 state straight wins, Brian. Now... Now, K-State's just 15 games away, uh, straight wins away from getting this series tied. Folks, that's how bad K-State football was back, way back. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I, I, I typed the – I put the uh, the winning streak in or the – you know, it was like, I don't know, so many of 30 games and three of them were against Ron Prince at K-State lost. Uh, and still, you're that far behind. It shows what a hole you've had, but – Boy, if they want to thump their chest over the all-time series record, I'll let them because I'll live in the here and now. This is impressive what K-State continues to do with KU. And it's like every time you mentioned this in the first half of the podcast, every time KU seems to think we're getting there, you know, we're investing in a lot of young players this season, K-State not only goes out and beats KU, but does it with Young players, including Philip Brooks, who's just a sophomore. I mean, it's it's got to be yeah. – uh, they got to be looking at things going, how come their players are so much better than our players when they're the same age? But that's exactly what was on display today. And there was a lot of young guys running around. They were able to get a lot yep. of young players on the field. So not only did they get the W, they got some valuable experience for those kids. Which is great because moving forward, you're going to have to rely on a lot of these guys, you know, to play some meaningful football snaps. And that's what you, you need them to get into these games like this so that you can get them that experience, you know. While I understand it's KU, and but KU is still a Big 12 opponent until that changes. So, I mean, they, I know they don't play like a Big 12 opponent, but they are still a Big 12 opponent. So until that changes, you know, getting guys out, and getting meaningful snaps is a big, big deal, in my opinion. Uh, and I think in everybody's opinion, just to get them out there. Because, again, we're going to have to rely on these guys to make significant plays for us down the road. So it's really good to see them get out there, have success. Because, again, a lot of it with young guys is just confidence. Is hey, I know I'm here, but can I actually play at this level? 
hey, you know what? I made a few plays. I can't play at this level. And it just the Katie barred the door goes from there. So it's real good to see. Yep, indeed. This half of the podcast, we like to turn our attention to some questions from Wabash Station. Uh, but I want to kind of start off here. Two players that played quite a bit for Kansas and are very important players on either side of the ball for Kansas. Velton Gardner now has moved into the starting running back role with Puka Williams going home to get away from this mess in Lawrence. And uh, Gavin Potter, the middle linebacker or linebacker for Kansas, both were K-State commits, both broke their commitments and ended up at Kansas. And uh, Gavin Potter broke his commitment to K-State, and I think Deuce Vaughn broke his ankles today uh, with a little straight-leg move that just totally caught him off guard. (laughs) Is it – I'm just going to ask you this. Snarecat3 brought this up, but I I trust your advice as a friend. Uh, Is it unhealthy that I find some kind of – uh, fulfillment no. in the fact no. that these guys got clowned by the team no. that they backed out on. I feel good no. about it. Yes, good. absolutely, Tim. You should not feel. Look, you had your chance. <laughs> My thing is, it goes back to I understand they're kids, and this is the most important decision of your life. That's what they tell you. You know, you're going to college, and you've got to be make sure that you're making the the most sound decision possible i understand that but you know what you committed to me so at some point you thought that the best decision was coming here what made you change first of all what would make make you think that going to ku was better than going to k-state what would make you think that in any shape form or fashion going to play football but that's number one but number two hey you committed to me who's to say that okay we got this guy we stopped recruiting this position and we moved on somewhere else and then you back out well you know what well too bad so sad then you get clowned on the football field well you know what it's probably best we don't have you so yeah. that's just the way i look at it maybe i'm wrong but i don't believe that i am because i could name every single football player that i've ever played with will say the exact same thing that i just said so well i'll say this if they chose kansas because they were going to get playing time they got plenty of playing time in this game yes. i hope they enjoyed it Exactly. Um, I, I tell you what, this uh, this was a satisfying game in many ways just because uh, I continue to see such progress from K-State. And here's a, here's a sign of, of my confidence in these players and coaches and how much it's grown. A.J. Parker goes down with, I think, probably a high ankle sprain. It would look pretty bad. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not able to go at West Virginia. We actually don't know his status uh, at the end of the game. Uh, Coach Kleiman was not was uncertain. Let's say that's what he said at least. Um, AJ Parker's been lights out since moving from corner to nickel, um, and I'm like, well, that that's unfortunate. But I feel like someone will step in. You know, I feel like yeah. Wayne Jones or someone is going to be at the nickel spot that is going to get it done. And um, I, I guess as a media observer here, I'm really starting to take this next man up thing. Uh, to the nth degree because they keep keep doing it. No matter who gets hurt, someone steps up and plays. It's it's incredible. It's amazing to me. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it goes back to the depth. I mean, if if we're going to continue to have this kind of depth, then we're going to win a lot of football games. It's just the next man up is a, is a, is a thing that you see from, like, professional ranks or, you know, 
I don't want to say higher caliber schools because that makes K-State sound like we're not a high caliber school, but bigger names. Let's say that bigger names. You're saying, okay, they've get all these four and five star recruits and things of that nature. So they've got more guys that can step right in and play. Well, it just goes to show you that you may not always have to have four or five star guys. If the guys you get can play, the guys you get can play, you know, maybe they're not four or five stars coming out of high school, but that's okay. Get them out there on a football field, and if they can make plays for you, they make plays for you. That's the the main thing. And that's what's been happening with K-State. Guys have just been out there making plays regardless of, hey, throwing them out there. Okay, I got to make a play. I got to step in and play right away. That's what I got to do. And it's good to see because, again, when it comes down to down the road, we're going to have to see them play because they're going to have to make significant plays for us. So we just have to, them getting on the field now as guys getting hurt, and that's unfortunate, but now it's their time. It's their time to play. So you just got to step in and do it. Let's get in some more questions from Wabash Station. Another one from Snarecat3. Why does KU refuse to learn any other team would have punted the ball out of bounds after that first return? Uh, I don't want to be here defending KU. They were on their third string punter by the end of the game. Their first stringer wasn't able to go. The second stringer uh, like to punt the ball uh, short and shallow right down the middle of the field, which is a just a horrible thing to do. Brian, you know you're bad in the punt game when your punters can't even kick it out of bounds right. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, honestly, that's... just five yards down the field is better than what's happening to you. I mean, you could get some linemen that are all taped up and knee braced up and everything that could kick the ball out of bounds if you needed them to kick it out of bounds. I mean – that was pathetic. I'm like, just even if you're not kicking it out of bounds, just kick it away from them. You know, just something. Just don't, hey, I'm going to line up and kick the ball right down the middle of the field. And this way is it's going to be. I'm like, okay. Just asking for trouble. Just begging for trouble. And that's what they got. They got trouble. But that's, again, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that, that's KU football in a nutshell. <laughs> that's KU football. Jay Bolin, PSU. I know KU is bad, but did Will Howard show enough to give some more confidence in him going forward? Oh, I thought so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, just what he said. I know KU's bad, but I thought you still have to make plays. I mean, KU can be as bad as you want, but there's still you have to go out there and do the job. And he went out there and did the job. You know, the first half, I mean, he threw a touchdown pass. You know, it just got dropped. That's not his fault. You know, you can only throw the ball and put it in the right spot. Somebody drops it. That's not on the quarterback. There were some plays that he, I'm sure, would want back. But the offense as a whole didn't play great in the first half, but, you know, did enough. Um, it just kind of got off to a slow start, but I thought, well, Howard was fine. I didn't think he did anything bad at all. No. I mean, again, I know it's KU, but I thought he played a, a good football game. Yeah, it was the penalties in the first half that just Correct. took the oh, life out man. of that. It was <laughs> unbelievable. That was I, I thought a couple were ticky-tacky, but you know what? You, you got to make up for it and go make some plays. They weren't able to, but, boy. That was uh, very un-K-State-like to see that many penalties, and they cleaned them up at halftime, and you saw the result of that. Um, KM Wildcat, he says he admits this is more of a discussion point than a question. Young Will Howard bears some resemblance to a young Brock Purdy. Convince me I'm wrong. Well, I'm going to start here. I, uh, I respect Brock Purdy. I think he's a very good football player, but I'm not as sold as 
everyone else apparently on Brock Purdy as a quarterback. In fact, I'm watching the Iowa State-Oklahoma State game as we're talking, and I see him making mistakes you wouldn't want from a quarterback uh, that is that highly respected, just kind of not doing the right thing at the right time on too many occasions. But uh, I, I certainly think Will Howard has a giant upside just like Brock Purdy does. You know, I, Brock Purdy has all the talent in him and his brother. You know, those guys had all the talent in the world. But just look, you said, there he is great as long as there's no, as long as everything is moving along fine. It's kind of the Baker Mayfield. Everything is great, and he'll play great as long as everything is just fine. But anytime something is, if the first option isn't there, or there's a little chaos, or there's a little pressure, he buckles under the pressure. I don't see Will Howard doing that. I, I mean, I don't see him doing that at all. As a matter of fact, he threw a touchdown pass on a guy hitting right in the chest today. And he would have had another one when a guy hitting right in the chest. I thought he played fine. I don't see that comparison. I see him being a better version of Brock Purdy. In my opinion, I, I just see him being a better version of that. I don't want to make that kind of comparison because I'm like you. I don't see how – I mean, I know a lot of people are high on him. I'm not that high on him. Because to me, as a quarterback, you play good when there's adversity. That separates the difference between the good and the bad. Purdy doesn't play well in adversity, not in my opinion. No, I agree, and that's what I'm seeing in this game that I'm watching. Um, what what did go wrong in the first half? I like Pickles Cat wants to know what this offense was. It the those penalties were just too much to bear, too much weight to bear. Uh, well, yeah, it was the penalties. I mean, and it was the type of penalties because it was kept dropping them back further and further. I mean, it's hard. I mean, there's not many pl- plays in the playbook that are third and 22 and third and 17. And, and we weren't getting the second down play. It's fine if, okay, we got a penalty. It's first and whatever. It's second or whatever. We weren't getting that second down play to, to get us yards, you know, and to, to, to give us an opportunity to keep drives alive. That's what happened. And so when you can't keep drives alive, then you're going to look bad. I mean, they were moving the ball, then you get a penalty here or there, and you got a punt. So got to clean that up. And they did, like said, like you said, in the second half, they cleaned it up and everything was fine, but you can't stop yourselves against good teams. KU's not a good football team. So this could have been something, you know, if somebody else is moving the ball or doing something else, Things could have been a lot tighter. So you can't hurt yourself with unnecessary penalties like that. So just got to clean that up for the next game. Yep. Uh, One of the things, and I like Pickles Cat brought this up also, that I liked is they tried to get the ball to Malik Knowles in the first half. That didn't work out so well. But they did find him in the second half, got him a completion, got Sebastian Taylor into the offense. They finally had some success throwing the ball to receivers in that second half when they scored those three quick touchdowns. Very important in my book going ahead. Well, in the league, I think it's all confidence because you can see it getting in his head. Because, you know, the, the one, I mean, they were tough plays. There was a decent defensive play, the first one that he dropped. The second one in the end zone, he should have caught that. I know he was falling and dying. He should have caught that one, too. And then even the one, the first one that he caught, he just caught it and fell right to the ground. Almost like, okay, I'm going to do everything in my power just to catch the football and I'm not going to do anything else. 
And sometimes, Tim, that's what you need is just to get your confidence back of, okay, I'm just going to catch it. And that's all I'm going to do is just catch it. And then, okay, I've caught a few. Now let's go back to doing the things that I know that I'm capable of doing. We all know that he's capable of doing. It's just catching the football first. And I think it kind of got his head Dinky got down on himself. I'm sure the coaching staff is down on him. He just He's a talented kid, and we need him. So he just needs to just, okay, let's stop. Let's just catch the football. And that's what I thought when I saw him do it. I thought, okay, this kid understands what's going on. He understands, hey, I haven't caught these footballs. I need to just catch it and then let everything go You know, from there. And you're right. Getting the football to wide receivers, you can't have success just throwing the backs and tight ends. It's not going to work. Yeah. So being able to get the ball down the field, which we did, uh, you know, when we had to in the second half, I think is important. I, I, I mean, it looked good. It looked good again. Will Howard, he looked good. So I think we're going to be okay. Just got to keep getting better. Just keep getting better. Well, I tell you what, buddy. Um, I love this question that I'm about to give you from Snare Cat <laughs> 3 because I, I – I just want to get your reaction. KU seems to tiptoe around the bad, how bad the less miles higher is going. Um, <laughs> how long can they stay on this path? I mean, because I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get some momentum going to improve the roster, improve the coaching, maybe get some wins. And so he can pass it off to someone younger with more energy to kind of take the next step. I understand what they're doing. They want donors to step up uh, and see some progress here. That ain't happening, buddy. That just ain't happening right now. This is miserable football we're seeing out of Lawrence. Well, look, I think what he finally said was, okay, we're literally – it's what you brought up, excuse me, in the pregame podcast is just, okay, they're going extremely young. They're just going to go young, and this is what we're going to do, and we're just going to try to figure it out from there. As far as buying time – I mean, they're paying them a trillion dollars. So, I mean, at some point, KU can't just continue to just pay coaches to leave. You know, they did it for a long time. I mean, they paid Mangino, then it was Turner Gill, then it was Weiss. And I mean, just on and on and on. At some point, you have to say, okay, this is the path that we're going down, and this is what we're going to do. So, you got to at least give them a chance to develop that plan. Because if you're not going to give them the chance to develop the plan, then what did you bring them there for? You know, you knew the kind of roster that you had. You knew the talent that you had. And Les Miles isn't a magician and can just wave a magic wand and turn the players into better football players and the program into a better program overnight. He can't just do that. It takes a little time. And I'm not even a, 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 a Les Miles guy. I don't know that how good of a football coach that he is, to be honest. I think he got lucky to be the head coach at LSU. I think he got lucky to get in that hot bit of talent. I go, because they should have won three or four national championships while he was there, and they won one. So I, I just, but if you got him, it's time to give him an opportunity and just give them an opportunity to do whatever they're trying to do. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Right now, they're just in the middle of just starting over. I mean, they probably should have just done it last year, but they're in the middle of the starting over. Because literally your best player just said, you know what, I quit. I give. Enough is enough. And he just left. So if that's happening, then you have to start. You just have to, okay, let's just grin and bear it. Let's figure it out. 
donors aren't going to participate right now. You, I mean, you, they're not going to do that. They're not going to be putting money towards this. You got to put a better product out there for them to to want to participate big time in this stuff. So, you know, you can figure that stuff out down the road, but just give it some time. Give them time. You got to let, because we were going to do the same thing with Coach Kleiman. If, if it wasn't going to work, we weren't just going to get rid of them. You know, so just give it time and we'll see what happens. Well, luckily, it's working for Coach Kleiman. Um, and boy, <laughs> boys are working. Uh, how satisfying has this season become for you? Oh, man, it's outstanding. It is outstanding. As bad and as down as I was the very first week, I thought it was going to be a horrendous season. And to where it is right now, can't be happier. Can't be happier than where we – well, I take that back. We could be undefeated, so I could be a little happier. <laughs> but but as far as just to see the the competitive fire and the guys getting better, I mean, you can see guys getting better, um, guys getting healthy, uh, fighting, competing on every snap. The offensive line, which, of course, I'm going to be biased, to see where the offensive line has gone from where it was and where it is now, it's just great to see – the team playing well. Now we got we got to keep going because it's not over. We're just starting, uh, and I know we beat OU and I know we beat TCU, but the Big Twelve is not as bad as what the national media is trying to portray it to be. Just because OU isn't good doesn't mean that the conference is or OU isn't the best that it's ever been. Doesn't mean that the conference is down or Texas. I mean, and that's the thing that drives me insane is if OU isn't undefeated and Texas isn't undefeated, well, the Big Twelve's down. Well, that doesn't mean that. And maybe it's just competitive. What's wrong with saying that? It's just competitive. You know, give us some credit. Give everybody a little bit of credit. Absolutely. Make sure you are listening to this pregame, postgame, all the podcasts that we do at GoPowerCat.com as we prepare you for next week's game at West Virginia. It looms very large for the Wildcats. If they can go out and steal another road win, this team will be on the way as they really do head into the teeth of this schedule. Um, starting at OU, uh, that's a tough way to go, but uh, this schedule has lined up pretty darn well for K-State so far, Brian, and and I certainly do like where we see this team sitting. Well, I asked Coach Kleiman at the press conference, uh, and I, I honestly I didn't phrase it as well as I wanted to. I asked him about inheriting this great tradition of special teams at Kansas State, and I like Pickles Cat has replied to me on the board saying, um, I really like the answer that Coach gave you on special teams. It was a really honest, non-coach speak answer. And as we end this edition of the Powercat Postgame Podcast, sponsored by Caddyshack Golf, here is my question to Chris Kleiman and the coach's answer. Well, a couple things I would say on that. When we were at North Dakota State, we were better than everybody offensively and defensively, so why would we waste a chance of roughing a kid? Right. We're here. It's much more competitive offensively and defensively, and you may not have an advantage on those things. So you better find a way to have an advantage on a week-in, week-out basis. And so we collectively as a staff said, you know what, we're going to put more time into special teams than we think a lot of people are because it has to be the edge. When when you are – we're not favored in very many games. I, I don't know if you know that. We're usually the underdog. So you better win on special teams. My previous place, we were favored by four or five touchdowns every place every time we played, and so you didn't need to have as dominant on special teams. But our kids know that our ability to win that battle on the special teams and win that phase every week gives us a great opportunity in the fourth quarter of tight games. 
PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.